welcome to another episode of In Her Purpose Show, a platform where we feature female game changers who have paved the way on succeeding their goals and continue to inspire at the same time. I am your host, Mafe Yunon Velasco, and this show is super close to my heart because I am able to learn and grow weekly with two amazing women that I adore so much, the founders and the also authors of In Her Purpose book and company. So honored to introduce to you all, first and foremost, Jen Redondo Marquez, who is a game changer herself, working in the tech world and serving as a mentor for Collective Hustle and Filipino Americans in Silicon Valley Tech, Pasta, and of course, Rose Buado, mother of two, businesswoman, mentor to young women entrepreneurs, inspirational speaker and manager of the Philharmonic. Hello, ladies. Hi, how are you, my <laughs> Such a special treat because this is the first time I've seen you in one box on our show. So I'm glad <laughs> that you guys are together, um, reunited again uh, during this past week. So today we have such an amazing special guest. And let me introduce her before we really catch up. Um, we have the amazing Ruby Ibarra. So just to give a background on Ruby, she is a rapper, a spoken word artist from the Bay Area, California, USA. Ruby released her debut album, Circa 91, at the end of 2017 and has since toured across the United States at universities, empowerment conferences, the music venues and spaces such as National Mall in D.C., the Getty Center and the D. Young Museum. Ruby has also been featured on notable publications such as NPR, Huffington Post, South China Morning Post, BuzzFeed, um, XSL or XXL Magazine, sorry, I hope I said that right, and also was featured in a Grammys, MasterCard, commercial and campaign with R&B singer Caesar. Ruby's music is available on digital platforms and can be heard in several museum exhibits, films, and television features. And of course, I'm also excited to share that Ruby is also a Kumu ambassador with weekly shows that empowers music, life, and inspiring people. So without further ado, let's bring this beautiful, amazing woman, Ruby Ibarra, hello and welcome. Hi. Hi, Mafe, hi, Rose, hi, Jen. Hi, Ruby. How are you doing today? Good, good. We're so excited <laughs> to have you. Thank you for making some time for us. No, thank you so much for having me. When Mafei said um, that you guys were interested in uh, featuring me on this platform, I was excited because I've been actually tuning in. I don't know if you guys have noticed, like yes. with the interview that you guys did with Evelyn, uh, I really enjoyed the conversations. And I think overall, it's just to me, just super dope to see three amazing, you know, powerful women such as yourselves that. For, for you guys extending your platform to other women who are empowering the community and doing you know great work all around. So thank you for having me today. Thanks for joining us on a Friday night. <laughs> I mean, there's there's nothing else to do these days. And what, what would I rather do than be than be hanging out with you guys? This is where I, the party's at. I know. <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, so I am so excited. Uh, Romeo called me earlier today and he said, Ruby told me that uh, that she was going to be a guest on your show, and he's like, "I didn't even know that." 
well, yes, Ruby is going to be on our show today. So um, I'm super honored to have you. And I know it's been a while since we caught up, but for our audience um, who may not know who you are, can you start by telling our audience who you are and what inspired you to become a musician and how you're able to balance being a musician and a scientist? at the same time. Oh, wow, that, that's that's such a heavily loaded question. I mean, like, I, I, I don't even know where to begin. Um, you know, usually when people ask me, like, for my, my story and my journey, I always trace it back to the Philippines. Um, I mean, you know, it's, it's where I was born. And it's really, I think, where my story began. And even to this day, obviously, with the kind of music that I do, I always still um, connect it back to, you know, where I come from. And that place is Tacloban City, Philippines. Um, I was born in the Visayas. And then my family and I moved to the Bay Area um, when I was about five years old. And so I've grown up here in the Bay since then. And um, when it came to music, um, I attribute that to, to having... My, my my initial roots in the Philippines because I remember before we even moved to the U.S. Um, my mom was already listening to hip hop. Um, you know, shout out to my mom. I don't know if she's tuned in today. I told her um, the the time that we'd be streaming, but it was her who introduced me to this artist named Francis Magalona. Um, and I like to share you know this story each time. Um, you know, my my origins in hip hop is is asked because he was really the first hip hop artist that my ears ever heard. Um, and I think it really is just a blessing that that it was him out of every artist that you know that that was around at the time because um, even to this day when I listen to his music, a lot of the themes still very relevant. Like you know when we when I talk about things like colorism, Francis M did that in the '80s. He did that you know in the '90s, and it's still a lot of you know topics that i think our communities um still need to think critically about and need to talk about and so after i heard an artist like francis m um of course when me and my family moved to the bay area i was introduced to to west coast music um so this was the 1990s and of course during this time um i think you know artists like snoop uh dre ice cube they were like heavily on, on, on the scene, um, heavily on the radio. And um, I think not a, not a lot of people know this, but the Friday soundtrack was actually like my Christmas gift. Um, like maybe my when I was in kindergarten or something, um, that, was, that was like the very first CD that was given to me. It was the Friday soundtrack. And honestly, since then, um, you know, that collection, um, when, when it comes to hip hop music, that collection just grew. Um, exponentially. Um, and and so, you know, the, the, my origins being in the Philippines and then moving to the Bay Area, I think there couldn't have, I couldn't have created a better story, you know, for, for myself as an artist than to have those kinds of artists as, as my starting point um, in terms of my introduction to hip hop, um, because that led me to discovering artists like Pac and then eventually Lauryn Hill. And to answer your question, um, it was really Lauren Hill that I think um, led me to to become an artist myself. Um, because even to this day, I still see myself as a fan first before an artist. Um, I, I'll always be, you know, a fan of the music first, a student uh, of hip hop. But when it came to me even remotely thinking that I could do what I do now, I think it was it was 
honestly only due to um, the fact that I heard someone like Lauren Hill growing up, um, just hearing her stories on her album, Miseducation, and hearing the depth of the lyrics, hearing how raw the emotions were in her voice and in the storytelling, that made me feel, I remember, I remember hearing that for the first time and it made me feel like, wow, like I didn't know that one person can bear their soul um, you know, in music. And I think that really, or rather that ultimately changed my perspective on um, how powerful music can be and the fact that you can use it to really convey a message, but also to, um, to share who you are. And um, of course, after hearing Lauren, I wanted to share who I was because when I was a kid, um, I think being an immigrant and having migrated to, to the US, I'm from the Philippines at such a young age, um, I really lacked a lot of self-confidence um, and I was really shy in school as well. And it was only really in music and in hip hop that I found um, some sort of voice. And honestly, it wasn't even my own voice at first. It was just hearing the voices again of people like Pac and Lauren that empowered me. And so after hearing artists like that, you know, um, not only did I feel like I want to do that too, but I also felt like, I think I can do that too. Um, and so I started writing poetry and um, from there I started performing at uh, different school events, whether it was open mics, um, poetry slams, um, just any chance that I could get to, to share the, the poetry that I was writing. And um, thankfully, you know, by the time that I was a teenager, um, you know, things uh, like music websites where artists can independently upload their own music started existing on the internet. And that made it easy for me to just, you know, with as simple as one click, um, share my music out there. And thankfully, you know, from there, I feel like it's just been um, an ongoing journey, um, being able to showcase um, my stories through my lyrics and then uploading them on the internet for the world to, to essentially the world to, to hear. And um, I've just been very lucky that the response has been amazing. And um, I'm, I'm just excited to see what's next. So how do you balance all of that, that you're doing and, and being a scientist at the same time? That's a great question. Um, to be honest, I, I've been asked that question several times, but it's never a simple answer for, for me to give because it is an ongoing challenge. I think it would be remiss of me to, to not say that um, it's tough. I mean, it's a constant balancing act. And I think that a lot of people, that the three of you and even people who are tuned in can relate to, um, I'm, I'm sure, especially for us being um, not only immigrants, but also when we're Filipinas, especially being Penai, um, we all know what it feels like to have multiple responsibilities and to, to wear different hats. And that that's the way that I look at it, um, being both um, a rapper and having a nine to five job as a scientist, um, seeing my responsibilities in both and also seeing um, how passionate I am in both. Because when you love what you do, I, I don't think that you know you really see it as as work at the end of the day. You you just see it as something that gets you you know through the day, and and that's the same way that I look at it um, when when I think about um, whether it's with science or whether it's with music. It's just things that I enjoy doing and things that I'm glad to be a part of. And honestly, um, Jen, like with with and Rose and Mafei, like with this year in 2020, um, I think 
my job more than ever as, as a scientist has given me a new perspective on it. Um, before, it was just something that I had interest in as a little kid. You know, I was always um, so interested in, in the sciences and because I was, I was curious growing up. And with this year, though, I, I, I don't see it just as a job anymore. I see it more of a a commitment and a duty to my community, um, especially where we're at. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with the news, um, but the cases are growing more and more. I think today was 175,000 cases in one day just yeah. for the United States. Like it's it's so wild. And, um, you know, I, I mentioned that to say that um, I, I don't see I don't see it as two things anymore where I have to choose between music or my nine to five. I see it as things that I, I want to do, but both at the same time. And I've just been very lucky that you know I've had so many opportunities, um, even through through my career within my nine to five job. Um, with this year as as a performer, you know my access to a lot of uh, stages and platforms that have been um, unavailable, and. I would have never thought I'd end up on CNN Philippines this year because of my nine to five job. So just even seeing something like that come into fruition um, for me was 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 amazing to see. That's great. Um, something you said earlier about having um, a duty and a responsibility or a duty and a commitment to the community. I think that is that. I mean, I couldn't say it better than that. Like that, that is what. And, and I believe that you can have two purposes. You can have your nine to five and you can have your, um, you know, do what you love as well. And and I do believe that you are able to do both of them at the same time. Some people think that, no, there's only one. But no, I think there's multiple hats. And, and I love how you described it. Very I'm glad that you mentioned that, by the way, because like I've, I have some artist friends who um, I think through through society or even through other people, they're told like basically like once you become a mother, like you can't pursue your music. Like people, or, or even not, not just even as an artist, but even just as careers, I think as women, sometimes we, we are um, taught that mentality that we have to choose one or the other. I mean, you're, and you're totally right. Like we can, we can do more than one thing. Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't shy away from having to um, choose, choose one. Yes, yes. I totally agree with you. Um, I mean, you can do both and you can do anything. Actually, any woman can do anything they want to as long as they put their heart and their mind and their soul into it. Um, I have two little kids. I have three businesses. I have, I mean, there's so many things, so many hats I wear and responsibilities. And same with you. Like I'm, I, I didn't, honestly, I didn't even know you were a scientist. So I'm so <laughs> excited to learn that about you. Um, yeah, that's just amazing. What uh, college did you go to or where did you graduate from and how did you start that part? So I went to UC Davis. Um, as I mentioned earlier, um, I, I was a big nerd <laughs> growing up. And, and so honestly, I never even thought that music was going to be a viable career for me. So in the back of my head, I always had like, you know, that that um, that traditional route of I'm going I'm going to go to this school. After that, I'm going to apply to a, B, and C, and then I'll have this kind of job, and then this is how I'll, I'll, I'll go up. Um, and that was always, I, I had, I planned out that, that map or that route in my head. And then I'm just very grateful that music started, you know, popping off <laughs> in, in the last couple of years. And um, it's given me the opportunity to do everything that I love. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, and a little earlier, we talked about um, you know the rising numbers and the within the pandemic, um, with the stages closing down and with you know things pausing uh, temporarily. What else have you been doing? And are you working on anything um, as a scientist on trying to help the that that portion of the pandemic, or how is that looking for you? Like, what do you do besides uh, music? So um, in the last couple of months, obviously, um, like like I mentioned earlier, like there's no concerts right now. I mean, like we're even lucky that we have something like Kumu to be able to still connect with people out there. Um, so I, I was really, you know, kind of put in a place where I'm like. Well, what what am I gonna do now? What am I gonna do for the the rest of the year? And as that kind of started to wind down, I think around March, like my my artist career, I saw my nine to five job like ramp up so quickly. Um, within a couple of weeks, I remember I think it was middle of March where where they enforced the shelter in place here in California, mm -hmm. and um, literally two days later, um, we get an email, a mass email at work, and then. Um, our, our manager, who, who I rarely even see on a day-to-day -day -day basis, um, comes into our lab and talks to um, me and my coworkers directly. And he, he basically tells us that, um, be prepared. We're going to be working um, a lot a lot more hours in the, in the coming months. Um, and we're really going to have all hands on deck to, to help with these COVID test kits. So for um, spring, a lot of our resources at um, where I was working at were dedicated towards um, putting together COVID test kits. And um, just in these last few months, actually, we kind of shifted gears and now we're doing a lot of testing to work in collaboration with other labs in um, finding the vaccine that, that everybody's waiting on. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wow. intense, I'm sure. Everyone's counting on you guys. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. I was about to say because, you know, um, we are in LA right now and it just feels like normal to me. Nobody's really, there's a heck of people outside and no one's concerned about these rising numbers. I honestly feel like it's going to get shut down pretty soon. Yeah, that's what I was just saying um, to people earlier, um, like to my partner and to, to friends, like in a group text, I was telling them, guys, I think we're about to be in another shelter in place sometime soon, like maybe even before the holidays. I don't know if you guys saw too, like with um, New York, um, they're now enforcing a curfew. So I think things are slowly um, mm -hmm. kind of turning to how it was back in spring. Um, and honestly, I, I wouldn't mind being in another um, shelter in place. And if I were to be truly honest, I think it should even be nationwide. Um, I think the only way we can really beat this is if everybody is on board in, in fighting COVID. I mm -hmm. think um, for the most part, this country has kind of been, some people have been on the fence and there's just not much um, agreement when it comes to how we should be able, how we should tackle, you know, this pandemic, um, specifically in America. And it's, it's like I, I I don't I can't wrap my head around it because like like the numbers aren't lying. I mean we're doing the work at my job. Um, this isn't a hoax. Like we're doing my things on a day to day basis. I work with I work with um, inactive version of these viruses. It's like this is real, guys. Like we we, we really need to um, I think all do our part and be responsible mm -hmm. and make sure that um, th at the end of the day we need to realize that I'm not. 
um, just responsible for taking care of my health, but also taking care of the health of the people around me. Um, for example, if I don't wear a mask, that if, that affects the people who, who I'm with. And um, I think it really just comes down to um, people realizing that um, mm -hmm. people are informed, I think, about this, this virus. And also people also recognizing that this isn't just um, affecting one person. This isn't just affecting you. It affects everybody, affects the whole community. I agree. There you have it. We Everybody wear your mask, even though we're... <laughs> <laughs> wear your mask and put the storm by all the toilet paper. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do and that. Water, we're going to be okay. And pasta <laughs> and ramen, all the bad crap. Yeah. <laughs> No, we are going to be okay because we have people like Ruby working and doing their best to help. Yeah, but we have to stay home. Yes, and everybody, and everybody to stay home. And LA, it's it's not that bad. Everybody's wearing masks. They're doing their part. But yeah, people are going out and doing what's best for them. You know, they're going out and eating and stuff like that. But yeah, we really got to do our part too. Um, so very cool. But let's let's talk about your music. What projects are you working on and how can we help you? How can we support you? Um, so look, I'm working on multiple projects right now. The first one that I'd like to mention is this docu-film that um, I just released with Evelyn Obamos, who was, who was on the, this In Her Purpose show recently. Um, we released it last month um, for uh, CAMS um, screening for Filipino American History Month. And so the film is called 7,000 Miles Homecoming and it's co-directed by Evelyn Obamos and it features me and my band, the Balik Bayans. And what the film is basically about is last March, 2019, me and my band and Evelyn all hopped on one plane together and we all landed in Manila and we were there for five days and it was a series of shows while we were out there. Um, you know, initially we, we planned the trip because I wanted the band to perform with me at the Malasimbo Festival, which is held annually at Puerta Galera. And I I performed at uh, the Malasimbo Festival before, and I was telling the band like, you guys have to be part of this. It's such an amazing experience. It's such it's located at such a beautiful place, and I really wanted them to see and experience what it was like to be to be immersed in the, the Philippine music scene. I don't know if you guys have been back recently, um, Rose and Jen, but I'm sure Mafe has shared with you all, but the music scene, especially when it comes to hip hop in the Philippines, has been thriving so much in the last couple of years. And there's just, I, I can't even um, begin to, to um, really explain how incredible the artists are over there. Um, the, the MCs, the lyricists, the writers, the battle rappers, um, they have such a beautiful hip hop scene over there. And so when me and my band um, visited uh, Manila, they were all like, honestly, the, everyone, everybody was just speechless to, to, to witness how creative the scene was, how thriving it was, and just how everybody was pushing not only the music, but the Filipino culture forward in terms of um, what it meant to incorporate your culture and your identity in your music. And so after Malasimbo, we also hit up um, Wish Bus, um, which is up on YouTube. And we also got to perform at the uh, at this venue called Sagio, is where I also met Mafe. 
And, um, you know, it was just an incredible experience. I think something that we'll obviously all cherish until me and the band are old and gray. But what I really took away from that experience was that it was beyond music. Um, I think what all of us didn't really expect was that trip really changed changed us. When we came back to San Francisco, honestly, um, me and the Balik Bayans, we, we, not only were we different artists, but we also felt like different people, like we had grown. And for the first time, I think we all collectively agreed that we essentially earned the name Balik Bayans, um, you know, to have returned to the Philippines together. Um, and so, you know, I, I want to close it by saying that this documentary goes beyond music. Um, it also asks the questions of what is my responsibility as a Filipino American? Um, what does it mean and what does it feel like to be a Balik Bayan? How can I connect, um, you know, my identity and who I am here in the U.S. with um, my family back home and my roots back home? And and ultimately, of course, the question of where is home? How do you define home? Because um, I know for 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 myself, who is a 1.5 generation Philam, that's always been my question growing up. Um, I've never felt Filipino enough. I've never felt American enough. I was always in this middle ground where I asked myself, um, how how long how how can I break out of this? sentiment and feeling of being the hyphen in that in the Filipino American identity. And um, I think we got the opportunity to further explore, you know, that, that question when, when we once we got back there, because it was a, a different dynamic bringing not only going to the Philippines as a film, but performing music from Circa 91 that talks about immigration and, um, you know, hearing that response. It, it was just it felt different to perform those songs over there. Yeah. And, and so in addition to the documentary, I've also been working on my sophomore album. Um, it's not quite done yet. I'm still, you know, uh, making sure that the, the songs are are all up to par with how I like it to be. I definitely want this next album to, to be bigger and of course better than the last one. You know, that as an artist, that's only, I think that's the only um, hope that we have for ourselves is to be better than you were yesterday. And so I wanna make um, more melodic music. Um, I've been exploring different kinds of sounds. So I'll just say that, I, or I'll just summarize it by saying that this next album doesn't sound um, similar to the last one sonically, but the, the lyrics and the storytelling are still there. Very cool, I'm really excited about that. Um, so Ruby, tell us, um, what does living in your purpose look like? And um, do you believe you are, you are living in your purpose? Uh, I think this is probably my favorite question yet. Um, and of course, I can't be on this on this show with you guys without talking about purpose. Um, so when I think about the word purpose, I think of motivation. I th what comes to mind is motivation, like what gets you up in the morning, or what keep and what keeps you up late at night. And for me, when it, when I think of purpose. I can confidently say um, that my purpose is music. Um, I've never felt more like I'm doing exactly what I should be doing um, than, than those moments that I'm, you know, like in these pictures, that those moments that I'm on stage or I'm in front of a crowd. Um, and really nothing compares to being able to feel like you have a voice. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, 
Um, I never felt like I had a voice until I found music. And so for me, when, when I hear a question like that, I ultimately think my purpose is to be an artist. My purpose is to be a writer. And I think more specifically than that, my purpose is to make sure that I'm 100% authentic yes. in telling those stories. Um, because I think as an artist, the most important thing that you can do is to change or to inspire. Um, I think, you know, we're, we're often, especially, you know, the times that we're in, sometimes we get lost in the amount of views that we get. Um, we get lost in how many followers, like that, that number count that we see. And for me, I try not to focus on that. Um, my, my purpose and my goal every time I'm out here, um, you know, owning, owning that, 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 um, that title as an artist is to at least have one person out there that, that comes across my music to, to have them either, ch to either challenge their thinking or to have them think more critically or to inspire them in some way. And um, that's the purpose, the sense of purpose that I have every morning that I wake up is to go out there and to, to inspire. Very cool. I love that too. You're amazing. You are paving the way for people or for other women who want to do that, but are scared to do it. And so I'm, you should like really, I mean, I applaud you for that. That's amazing work, Ruby. Um, so tell, tell us um, where we can find you. Tell us. Um, and after that, please tell us how you can, um, or what you can tell the girls who or women who are inspiring or inspired by you who want to do what you do, what are some advices you give them and um, what what are some tips or tricks or any secrets you need to let them know about, about how to do it? So for everybody that's tuned in, if you'd like to follow more of my work, um, you can check out my website, rubiabar.com and on social media and especially on Kumu, I'm at R-U-B-Y-I-B-A-R-R-A at Rubiabara. And um, to answer your question about um, giving advice to people who want to do the work, the kind of work that I do, um, the best advice and the advice that I, I typically like to say is to, to never compromise. Um, and that's something that I carry with me, whether I'm at an, whether I was at an open mic or whether I was filming a, a TV commercial for you know the, the Grammys and the Super Bowl was to never compromise who I was and to make sure that my integrity was reflected in the work that I was doing and my integrity was also reflected in the type of music that I was making or whatever words were coming out of my mouth. And um, I think, again, bringing it back to um, kind of the, the times that we're in, um, I think aside from you know focusing on the amount of views or wanting to go viral these days i think a lot of us also get lost in the mix of thinking that um you have to sound a certain way or you have to um portray yourself in a certain way especially the fact that you know on the internet it's heavily saturated there's so many people that's streaming right now there's so many people that's performing there's so many people that is just constantly you know um that you're able to view on a daily basis. And what I want to remind people who, who also want to become an artist is that um, don't, don't focus on all of that. Don't feel like you need to sound a certain way or you need to look a certain way because ultimately 
the more that you're authentic, the more that you're, you're yourself, the more that um, you're original, um, not only will people notice that, but um, you'll, you'll at the end of the day, you'll feel like um, you're going to be more proud of your work because you never had to change who you were. And yes. you're also going to be able to celebrate your work because you know that that's 100% you. I think when you're doing something that um, you're not completely comfortable with and you're that's not completely aligned with um, your vision or who you are as a person, um, it, it just feels different. And, and you, know, you know deep inside um, when, when you're not yourself. And, and so I, I wanna, again, I wanna close that by saying that um, authenticity is key, honesty is key. Um, and especially if you wanna become an artist, um, our art should always reflect our life, should always reflect who we are. And, and that, that's, I think that's the type of music that's also going to last. And that, I think that's why people like Tupac, people like Kendrick Lamar, people like Lauren Hill are so celebrated because they were themselves and um, they, they shared their true stories and people saw that and people saw themselves in that. And um, yeah, that's what that's basically why I think it's important to just be yourself because people are going to be able to see themselves in you. Yes, very cool. Your favorite rapper? Oh. I just oh, wanted to know who's your favorite rapper, Ruby. My favorite rapper? Yeah, Romeo. No. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's not Lil Romeo too. It's uh, Romeo. I don't. Is he tuned in today? <laughs> I mean, he's probably asleep right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, my my favorite rappers. It always rotates. I know people when people like list their top five that are alive. It rotates, but at the top of the list, it will always include Pac and Lauren. Pac and Lauren. Yes. Those are mine. Yeah. My um. Yeah. Um. Just fun fact. Well, not really. I don't know if it's a fun fact, but my last concert before COVID or before the pandemic was the Lauren Hill and uh, her and Lauren Hill concert. It was oh so my God. Did they perform together? Yeah, yeah. Her um, opened for Lauren Hill. Isn't oh it? my God. I can only imagine how soulful that was. Yes, yes. I will. It'll be always close to my heart because it was, it was fun. It was, it was just a great night. And then a couple months later, <laughs> this happened. So, but that's okay because I will always remember it. <laughs> yeah, and um, one more, one more thing. So before we hopped on here, I was actually talking to BJ, um, who was in the Philharmonic, and um, we were talking about you because he asked. He's like, "Oh, are you going out tonight?" And I was like, "Are you kidding me? No, <laughs> no one should be going out at, at that during COVID." Because I'm kidding. I know no <laughs> one's going out. Um, but then he he asked us. You know what are you guys doing? Like, why are you like getting ready? Where are you going? So oh, we're gonna interview Ruby, and he goes, "Oh, that's so dope! Like, I love her." And I said, "Would you collaborate with her?" And he's like, "Oh my god, really? <laughs> what? That would be amazing!" Yeah, he's like, really? Harmonic. <laughs> this is the manager right here. <laughs> so we can have this. So, so Rochelle, for that collaboration, guys, um, I have to add that you have such an amazing fan base on Kumu. I've been watching all the comments throughout, and 
you know, for the ones in Kumu, just wait because we have it after party bear after this interview. So make sure you guys tune in. We'll be there um, after this stream on, on Facebook, but we do have to also acknowledge everyone on Facebook who's tuned in. Thank you for the support for In Her Purpose Show. We are grateful for Ruby for everything that she has shared. But, you know, again, before we close up and wrap up, Ruby, please remind everybody where they can find you and perhaps add when your weekly shows are um, happening on Kumu so that they can also mock the calendars. So for everybody tuned in, thank you again. Um, I'm actually also logged in. So shout out to Slacky, shout out to everybody that's here. Um, I just wanna say um, thank you to, to the three of you for letting me be part of this um, live stream. Um, again, I've, I've been such a big fan of the conversations that you guys have had previously. And I think it's just so important more than ever to have something like this to showcase women not only um, you know doing the work that they do, but living their purpose. I think um, what 2020 has taught me more more than anything is to to make sure that I live in my purpose because life is short. Um, you know, as this year has shown us, we don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. Um, things can change, um, you know, quickly just like that. And um, so it's important that we continue to live our purpose. And if you guys want again, if you guys want to follow me, I'm at Ruby Yabara on. Twitter, Instagram, and of course, Kumu. Um, I watch out for, for my sophomore album. It's coming out soon, 7,000 Miles. Homecoming doc, docu-film will be at um, a city near you and hopefully uh, streaming also. Um, and if you want to catch my Kumu shows, it's every Tuesday and Thursday um, if you're in California and Wednesday and Friday if you're in Manila. And you have a, a Thanksgiving um, concert coming up, right? I'm going to have a Thanksgiving so. concert coming up on November 25th, 10 p.m. to 12 midnight, um, California time. And, sorry, sorry, I just know you're a buyer. Merry Christmas, you have know, something, something fun. fun. You know, you're you're buying 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 band coming up, coming up too. Right, right? I think you're, I think you're on mute. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think. Yeah. 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 It sounds like the Mumu. Anyway, this is it. 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 This um audience can also be part of this yes jen Rose? <laughs> you hear me, right? i think it's them so normally on in her purpose show we have a trivia where the ladies give away a copy of their in her purpose book so ruby maybe you have a trivia for everyone tuned in that you want to ask them so that they can be, um, you know, 
Um, one of the, I mean, uh, you know, they can grab, they can have their own copy of In Her Purpose. So it can be multiple choice or anything you've shared here. Um, but go ahead. Hmm. Okay. Um, I guess if you guys can share at least what, what, what was the, um, what was my answer when, um, it was asked uh, what advice I have for, for artists. Um, what, what was your guys' takeaway from that? I guess that, that's my question. Okay, so everyone on Facebook, you, you can um, answer that question and then you can also follow Ruby, Jenna Rose in her purpose, also on Kumu, and that is you know, that's just how simple it will be. Okay, so are we all good, ladies? <laughs> it's always yeah. fun with um, live stream. So bear with us, guys. But again, we will announce the winner, I guess, on Kumu. So make sure that you hop on over there. So Ruby, we'll see you over there on Kumu for our after-party interview. Thank so you, Jennifer. Have a good night. We'll see you soon. So Jenna Rose, what another amazing um, episode with um, Ruby Abara. We were having technical difficulties. Or like, what was happening? But I think we're good now. But yeah, no, Ruby was amazing. She is amazing. She's yes. talented. She's smart. She knows what she's talking about. She's like She's wonderful. She's, she's a gangster. Yeah, she's, she got That's it. True <laughs> to repeat her trivia question, what was um, her advice or what was your takeaway from um, what she shared uh, to make it through uh, your journey of life and how to be, um, I guess, successful in that sense? So share with um, Jenna Rose. We will announce the winner on Kumu in our after party interview with Ruby Ibarra. So to stay tuned there. But ladies, before we go, please share with everyone where they can find In Her Purpose book and the upcoming events and uh, the marketplace that we have. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find us on our website um, at inherpurpose.com. And our book can be um, found on Amazon and the Noble and on soon to be on our marketplace, which Rose will tell you more about. Yes, so we're gonna launch on November 23rd, a In Her Purpose marketplace where we are supporting and collaborating with some of the women in the book and other people outside of the book who have really, really great um, purpose and passion uh, around products and um, something that- I got the- Yeah, super store. cute earrings. And um, be out there for anybody to help and support um, you know, our community, and um, and hopefully, and hopefully, you guys will be able to, to sign on on um, or check it out on the twenty third. I'll let you know what the address is then. <laughs> I'll go closer to then. And then again, don't forget, guys, follow in her purpose uh, social media platforms, and that's where we will announce everything else that is upcoming. So. Uh, we'll see you at Kumu, guys, and thank you again for tuning in in another episode of In Her Purpose Show. See you later. Bye.